The kick is good. Peterson breaks one tackle, changes direction, and here is Peterson driving to the end zone. Great Scott! Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! Who the hell are you? You know. You all know exactly who I am. Say my name. Do what? Say my name. Erroneous! Erroneous! Erroneous on both counts! Hey, everybody! Welcome in! You're listening to the Erroneous Sports Podcast, brought to you by ErroneousSports.com. That's ErroneousSports.com, A-A-R-O-N-E-O-U-S Sports.com. I'm your host, Aaron May, the Erroneous One. Happy Wednesday. We got football week three starting tomorrow. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing well. Hope you're 2-0. Like I am across the board, my leagues right now. Hopefully, my teams can stay healthy. Um, want to appreciate. Want to let you know. <laughs> I want to appreciate. I want to let you know that I appreciate you tuning in to this podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That's at Erroneous Sports. A R O N E O U S Sports. Uh, we got a great show today. We're gonna get into the news, some injury reports, uh, week two highlights, and what to watch. In week three, now the week two highlights, I'm going to kind of combine them with what to watch. So as we go into the players, we're going to break down every matchup from week two. And we'll kind of try to include players from those matchups that you want to get on the waiver wire this week. That you want to watch for injuries, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to have a really good show today. A lot of details. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Let's get into the news. Let's break this thing down. All right, first off uh, on the injury list, we've got Rob Gronkowski. Uh, pains me to say it, but he uh, he left the game this weekend with a groin injury after 118 yards and a touchdown. And I just, I don't think it's believed to be serious. The reports are it's not believed to be serious. I He's on track to play, but something to monitor with him. We know he's very, very injury prone. Uh, Greg Olson left the game with a broken foot. Uh, He's going to miss six to eight weeks, maybe placed on IR. I think he has been placed on IR since I've written these notes. Going to need surgery six to eight weeks, but he will be back. It is not a season-ending injury. Um, So hopefully he gets better, gets back out there. And if you've got him, time to pick up some tight ends. we got your Austin Hoopers out there. we got your Evan Ingrams. We'll get into that later in the show. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott will keep playing. Let's move on. I'm done talking about Ezekiel Elliott and all his off-field issues. We're here to talk about football. Coleman with the Cleveland Browns, broken hand, and it's very similar to last year. He's been placed back on IR. It's becoming an issue with this guy. I don't know if he's going to be healthy. We're just going to have to see if he can get back on the field. If not, I'd be worried about his future with the Cleveland Browns. Rex Burkhead started off strong and went out with a rib injury, did return in the fourth quarter and did some special teams work, but he's definitely one to monitor. 
that New England backfield, everything's just leaning more and more towards James White. My favorite back in that backfield. Definitely James White. Look for him to get involved. He was involved. We're going to get into that later as well. Let's see. Jordy Nelson left the game. Had a quad injury. Right now he's 50-50 for this weekend. So let's just want to monitor that. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be fine. And let's see. Sam Bradford with his knee uh, pain and inflammation did not play. And it doesn't look like we're going to have much clarity on that going forward. So I just want to say, pay attention to that situation. He's probably going to play this weekend, but it's something to monitor. I would definitely keep an eye on it. He's getting an MRI, and we're waiting to hear the results of that. Rob Kelly also went out with a rib injury, but his is, it was believed to be a cracked or broken rib, but it's actually just a cartilage injury. I'm not sure if he's going to miss time. He's questionable. Uh, if he doesn't, you're going to want to pick up Thompson in PPR. Guys look great. He's catching balls. Uh, he's looking fast. Uh, and you're also going to want to take Samaje P. Ryan. He's going to get the early down work. He's going to get a lot of touches. And the, that's the same reason we wanted Rob Kelly, right? Just because he's going to get a lot of touches. It's not that he's going to be this huge all-star player, but he, with all those touches, he might make some plays. And it's worth having him on your roster. That's all I got for you for the news and the injury updates here. Let's get into the week two highlights. We're breaking down every matchup, like I said, and what to watch for in week three. Let's get into it. Let's start with Thursday night football between the Cincinnati Bengals, as Jameis Winston said on Hard Knocks, uh, and the Houston Texans. Now, Houston won this one 13-9, and who was it boring? I mean, the Bengals' offense is out of sync. The run game just looks bad. Andy Dalton is not helping them. Uh, he's not really getting a lot of help to help his situation to help them. It's just a bad, it's everything there uh, for Cincinnati. Something needs to change. Uh, Dalton, zero touchdowns. Uh, the Bengals still have zero touchdowns after two weeks of home games. Uh, it's, I think I believe it's, I saw it was 1932 or something like around there. It's been a while. It's been a while. And they need to get it together if, some, if uh, they're going to be fantasy relevant this year. A.G. Green expressing his concern, saying they got to get the ball in the playmaker's hands. And I agree with him. A lot of more teams need to do that. Uh, Watson looked average at best over there. I mean, he had the one big play that the rushing play that he took for a touchdown. I mean, that one in the game, that one Houston in the game, that one play. Other than that, he uh, he really underwhelmed to me. I mean, he had two interceptions. I mean, he should have thrown two interceptions. He didn't have two interceptions. He should have thrown two. The Bengals defense dropped the ball and. I'm still looking at Watson. He looked a little uncomfortable. He looked scared. Uh, if if Hopkins wasn't open, he pretty much just collapsed and had to run away and looked just like he was uh, afraid to get hit. And he took some big hits in that one. Uh, one, we saw him go flip. He got pushed and went uh, head over heels, heels over head. Um, Lamar Miller, I'm sorry. But I think we're going to start seeing a lot more Foreman, Donta Foreman, in the coming weeks uh, from the very little sample size that we got from him. 
He looked better than Miller to me. The only thing with Miller is that he's going to be involved in the passing downs a lot more, it looks like. So it's just something to keep an eye on if you want to pick up Foreman, if you got some extra room on your bench. Um, I would go get him. I wouldn't pay a whole lot for him, but it's definitely worth a speculative, speculative ad. So um, that's enough for that game. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot in it. Next up, we have Baltimore. And the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore won this one. They continued their impressive performance. They won 24-10. And the Ravens, they're just staying solid. They look great. Buck Allen uh, had 14 attempts, which was the most on the team. So he's definitely the guy down there. He went for 66 yards, uh, 35 receiving yards, no touchdowns. That's kind of concerning to me, but he's going to have the volume. He's going to get into the end zone. It was only his first week in that full-on workload role. Uh, Coleman is out, like we said. Uh, Kaiser kind of came back down to earth after looking pretty solid through three interceptions. I would just continue to look at him as a speculation, as someone I'm just going to have on the bench. I'm not really comfortable starting Deshaun Kaiser just yet. Isaiah Crowell is starting to worry me. only had 37 yards on 10 attempts. Duke Johnson's stock is rising due to this with his four attempts for 21 yards. It wasn't great, but he's just looked great all preseason. I think they're going to start giving him some more looks. So stock up on your Duke Johnson, folks. Uh, next up, we have Carolina and the Buffalo Bills. Okay, uh, Carolina won this one 9-3. There were no touchdowns scored. It was all a struggle. On the offensive side of the ball here, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot in the game. Like I said, zero touchdowns. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had 10 attempts for 10 yards, just didn't look that great. Stewart was flat, 15 attempts for 40 yards. Uh, they just really couldn't get anything going here. And I mean, Kelvin Benjamin had six receptions for 71 yards, so he was semi-productive. And then you had Greg Olson get hurt, which is going to dramatically change that offense. I don't know if it helps anyone. Uh, I don't see it helping McCaffrey because he's not going to stretch the field the way Olsen could. And it's just going to give Kelvin Benjamin more pressure from the defenders. Uh, it's not looking good for that Carolina passing attack. The running attack needs to step it up. Cam Newton needs to get it going. Uh, the Bills also had zero touchdowns. McCoy led the team in receptions. Six receptions for 34 yards. And the problem is Tyrod Taylor led the rushing attack with... Eight rushes for 55 yards. Did I write down 55? 85 yards. Nope. I think that's 55 or 85. You're going to want to go and check that. I'll probably tweet it out later. So tune into Erroneous Sports, at Erroneous Sports. And I'll probably get that accurate stat out to you a little bit later here. Uh, both teams looked very average, not explosive. And... Fantasy implications were minimal due to the lack of production. Let's move on. This matchup was disgusting, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on it either. Arizona versus Indianapolis. Uh, Arizona won 16-13 in overtime. The last game we want to see go to overtime. I actually tweeted that out. Ugh, I cannot wait to be finished talking and hearing and listening to this matchup. I just didn't like it all week long, and I don't like it now. Palmer was average. I mean, he did have the 332 yards, one touchdown. 
uh, one interception. So he has a pretty good fantasy outing, but as a quarterback in real life, he looked pretty average. I'm not really liking Palmer at all. CJ, um, not DJ now. CJ, that's Chris Johnson, led rushing for the Arizona Cardinals with 11 rushes for 44 yards. Wasn't great, but he did lead rushing, so that's uh, something to monitor there. If he's on your waiver wire, maybe go get him. It looks like he's going to have that starting job over Kerwin Williams, who was second with nine touches for 22 yards. Very underwhelming from both players here. Uh, the player I am excited about, J.J. Nelson. Wow. Five receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he looked great. He had a good rapport going with, with Palmer. He's probably on your waiver wire. I would spend up and get this guy moving forward. Uh, definitely at least keep an eye on him, okay, if you're not in a very deep league. Uh, Fitz was asleep. Three receptions for 21 yards, and I think Nelson is the way you're going to want to go here. So let's see. Moving on, I have Frank Gore with 14 touches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. He looked pretty good on the Indianapolis side of the ball, running the ball. Old man getting it done, as he usually does. Doyle led the team in receptions. I'm not surprised due to the inexperienced quarterback starting in uh, Jacoby Brissett. And he led the team in receptions with 8 for 79 yards. And I think he's worth a stash, or at least... To put on your watch list going forward uh, if you need to stream Jack Doyle. Uh, the wide receivers didn't do so well as a product of that same quarterback play. The inexperienced 4 for 49 for Hilton and 2 for 18 for Moncrief. Very quiet this game. Let's move on. Tennessee and Jacksonville. We've got Blake Bortles. Everybody thought maybe they were going to get it together. That defense looked tough week one. If you remember, if you go back and listen, I said, nah, nah, not going to happen. Tennessee wins this one 37 to 16, blowing out Jacksonville. It just Jacksonville, they got back to their ways. I remember saying something very similar to that last time we were on the air here. Bortles, 223 for a touchdown, two interceptions. Looked like Blake, got a lot of garbage time points. And that's the way it was, is, and always will be for Blake Bortles. Leonard Fournette, after his very good week one, uh, put up a stat line of 14 for 40 and a touchdown. He's the workhorse. Keep using him. He's going to get the touches. He's got the volume. He's a great athlete. Uh, he's the best weapon they've got. They're going to use him. Alan Hearns with that Bortles garbage time. Six for 82 and a one. Got that garbage touchdown and almost cost me my dynasty this week. But luckily, I had Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Freeman to carry me to the promised land. Uh, Mariota in this matchup uh, looked really good. He had 215 yards for a touchdown interception. But, I mean, he got it done with the legs, like I said he was going to do. Uh, he looked good. And the offense, what surprised me most about the Tennessee offense was Derrick Henry, uh, 14 for 92 and a touchdown, while DeMarco Murray went 9 for 25 and no touchdowns. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, Murray's banged up, but that's a lot of carries. I think we're starting to see a shift in this Tennessee offense now. 
Murray's not going to lose his job to Derrick Henry, so I'm not saying go crazy and give up David Johnson for Derrick Henry, but, you know, he's worth trying to pick up. He's definitely worth trying to pick up at this point, and I would try to roster Derrick Henry. Not at all costs, but it's worth a shot. Uh, Delaney Walker led the team with four catches for 61 yards. Jordan Matthews, three for 43, and Corey Davis, only one for four. Um... Delaney Walker is a beast. Uh, Richard Matthews is still the number one wide receiver on this team and the one that I want to own. He's an athletic guy. I really like him, and we're still waiting to see Corey Davis break out. He's going to do it, I think. He looks like a good receiver, but I don't know if it's going to be this year. I don't really want any wide receivers in Tennessee because of the limited volume. I'll take Delaney Walker. I'll take Richard Matthews, but if there are better options, I'm going to take them first. Moving on. Kansas City and Philadelphia. Kansas City pulled this one out. It was a great game. 27 to 20. Kansas City just continued to be impressive. Kareem Hunt, 13 carries, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. This guy is the real deal. He looks great. He's heavily involved. And if you got him, you're keeping him, you're playing him, and you're loving life. You're probably 2-0. Like me. Uh Smith looked efficient again. He was 21 for 28, uh, 251 yards and a touchdown. I think he's still only a stream option. I don't know if he's going to continue to be, uh, continue on with such high output uh, for fantasy football, but he's definitely a great quarterback. Kelsey led the receptions with eight for 103 and one. The guy's looking monstrous. Gotta love Travis Kelsey. Uh, Conley was second, four for 55, and uh, we have Hill, Tyreek Hill, four for 43, was quiet in this one. Philadelphia looked like they were ready for him. Uh, Wentz, Wentz, uh, I think he's looking great. He's looking like a starter for your fantasy team. 333, two touchdowns, one interception. And Wentz is a guy you can pick up. You can start him with confidence. We're going to see this week and in the coming weeks. I'd give it two, three more weeks before I say he's an every week starter. But if he can keep up this production, you're going to want to get him. Might be worth picking up on your bench if you have a spot burning a hole uh, in your roster and you just need to fill it with a quarterback. I'd go Carson Wentz. Blunt is not existent. Not existent in this game. Zero carries. Uh, they're talking about limiting his work, and they did. They definitely did it. Uh, Zach Ertz. Led the team in receptions, 5 for 97. Alshon Jeffrey, 7 for 92 yards and a touchdown. Jeffrey Stock is way up. He's looking great. I like him. I think he's going to be uh, one that continues to rock and roll in this offense and get a lot of looks in the red zone, uh, even though his touchdown was a lengthy one this week. Torrey Smith is also one to watch. Four catches, 66 yards. Wentz has a little bit of an eye, a little bit of a thing for Torrey Smith. I don't know. Uh, keep an eye on it. Moving on, New England versus New Orleans. And we all knew, we all knew Brady was going to come back with a vengeance after that home loss to open the season. And guess what, folks? Tom Brady is still awesome. Okay. 447 yards, three touchdowns. No interceptions. I know it's New Orleans, and it's pretty obvious that this was coming, but whoa, okay? Look out. Tom Brady's still here. He's still around. Gilly, 
Mike Gillisley was the rush leader with 18 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. That was a goal line touchdown. So we knew as soon as he lined up, I was sitting there with my buddy. I was like, hey, we know it's Mike Gillisley time right now. Uh, Gronk led the team six receptions, 116 yards and a touchdown. It's 116 yards. I think I said 118 when I mentioned him in the injury list. He went out, but we think he's going to be fine. It's not a major groin thing. Just a little tweak. Just being safe. They were winning. Why risk it? James White, eight catches for 85 yards. Very involved. I'm definitely watching James White. PPR moving forward. He's going to be in that slot. He's looking real slotty these days. Chris Hogan, five for 77 and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, only two for 37. Um, not what people drafted Brandon Cooks to be so far. But I mean, he's got to get involved soon, right? I mean, he's... There's not that many options left. Cooks has got to start getting involved. Him and Brady have to start syncing up. I think they're going to rectify that. Rex Burkhead, 3 for 41 and 1. Then he went out with his injury. Came back in the fourth quarter on special teams. Uh, as much as I want to love Rex, it's just you don't know when to start him. It's just a risk. If you got no other option, start Rex Burkhead. I'm kind of in this predicament in one league on the bench. I don't know what I'm going to do with him. Um... Because you can't start him and be feel feel good about it week to week. You can't do it. Uh, Drew, let's move on. Drew Brees, 356 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Also looked awesome. He's throwing the ball around. Uh, Ingram and AP in this one had the same amount of attempts at eight attempts each. So they were even this time, even back out. Uh, Adrian Peterson had 26 yards and Ingram had 52. So I think we're going to see some more carries Go Ingram's way, you know. Uh, Sean Payton's like, AP, sit down. You, We gave you a little bit uh, of a chance here, and you didn't capitalize, so things are going to go back to the way they were. Kamara was decent in this game. He had three receptions, 51 yards. Thomas had five receptions, 89 yards. Looked good again. And the surprise, Coleman uh, had... Four receptions for 82 yards and a touchdown. He's definitely one to keep an eye on here. You never know till Sneed gets back because Ted Ginn is underwhelming in this one. Uh, he's three catches for 24 yards. He's been very silent, but I'm looking for Ted Ginn to turn it around, which is why I'm only looking at Coleman. I'm not rostering Coleman right now. And then Kobe Fleener, three for 33 and one. Definitely worth a start. He's getting a lot of volume these days, at least until Snead comes back in week four. Where is it? Week five. Week four. Moving on, I want to go to Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Pittsburgh winning this one, 26-9. Minnesota was missing Sam Bradford, little Sammy Bradford. And Big Ben is definitely better at home this week. He had two touchdowns, 243 yards, no interception, uh, no thanks to Le'Veon Bell, who still just looks so slow. Le'Veon, you're not going to get paid unless you pick up your game, son. All right, you're doing better than me, but you got to pick it up. 27 carries for 89 yards and no touchdowns. You're getting the volume. Let's make it work. Let's make it work. Don't skip camp next time, okay? Bryant is back. Okay, I'm talking about Martavis. 
Three catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. Yes. So happy to see this guy back in action. He's so fun to watch. Big Ben loves him. At home, you got to start this guy, especially at home, okay? Because Ben's going to be slinging the rock. Antonio Brown had five for 62, but Bryant is that deep threat, and he's freakishly athletic. He's going to catch that ball, and he's going to find the end zone. Uh, let's see. Juju Smith-Schuster got his touchdown. Uh, I'm not really... Thinking anything of it at this point. I know he's going to be great for the future of that team. I have him in Dynasty. Dynasty, pick him up. Put him on the bench. And wait for good things to happen. Because they're going to. I don't know if it's going to happen sooner than later, though. Uh, Case Keenum was a starter for Minnesota. Like we mentioned. I mean, he had 167 yards. No touchdowns. Uh, Dalvin Cook looked solid again. I mean, 12 for 64 didn't get in the end zone but i mean he's carrying the ball he's getting the volume he looks good and if bradford misses time they're going to want to lean on dalvin cook so continue to keep your faith in cook kyle rudolph four for 45 adam thielen five for 44 stefan diggs two for 27 and without sam uh it's not really worth reading into these receivers not performing they're going to perform when sam's back and moving on Let's go down to Tampa Bay, my hometown, Tampa Bay, and Chicago. Tampa Bay won this one in stunning fashion, 29-7. Chicago got the touchdown when the backups came in for Tampa Bay. It was a shutout until then. Jameis Winston looked good, 204 yards, a touchdown. Now, for fantasy, it's not great. Not great, but it's good for the Bucks. He looks sharp. He looks sharp. And it would have been a lot more had he connected with Djax, who had two touchdown looks deep. They just missed. Just missed his outstretched fingertips. Um, Evans, 7 for 93 and 1. Just a powerhouse. Should have been 2. Dropped a touchdown catch. Shouldn't have dropped it. But it is what it is. Deshaun Jackson, 3 for 38. Almost had the two deep balls. Would have been great. Cameron Brait, 2 for 24. He was okay. Um, wasn't really involved here like I thought he would be, but he'll get involved. He'll get involved, and it's going to be good. He's definitely worth having on your roster. Run game looks solid. Jaquiz, 19 for 67, and he got in the end zone, got his touchdown, looked good. Peyton Barber stepping in, and after Sims lost the fumble, Peyton Barber, 10 for 47, looked good. Sims lost that fumble. It was one of the only negative things that happened in this game for the Buccaneers. And they're looking good moving forward. Looking forward to my my guys going into week three. Mike Glennon, though, I mean, he's just bad. Uh, 301 for a touchdown and two interceptions. It's just they got to move on. Trubisky, I think once he just gets a little more acclimated to what's going on this offense, he's going to be the guy to start there. It's going to happen this season. I just don't know if it's going to happen right away. Cohen, underwhelming, 7 for 13. Howard, 9 for 7. Uh, I'm worried about Howard. He was hurt. His arm was spotted in a sling, so we'll see. But Cohen's definitely the guy to have on your roster right now. He's getting a lot of looks. And while the Bears are bad, I mean, just put him in there. He's getting the workload. Uh, Wright got a little banged up. Went 7 for 69, though. Thompson, 4 for 57. Found the end zone. I'm still not starting Bears wide receivers, Josh Bellamy, 4 for 51. They're all just kind of average because you've got Glennon, just anything, anything he can he can grab onto to hang on to his job, okay? I just don't want Chicago wide receivers. 
And that's it from that one. Miami and Los Angeles Chargers. Miami and Jay Cuddy. They snuck this one out in 1917. They stole it from the Chargers. Cutler is 230 yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's still Jay Cutler. I saw him go down multiple times on third down, just get sacked. And he's still Jay Cutler. He's still going to sling the rock. And I mean, there's going to be some weeks he connects. Most weeks he won't. Uh, Jai is the bell cow here. Okay, he's definitely helping Cutler's outlook. 28 carries, 122 yards. Didn't find the end zone, but come on. What more do you want? He's going to get in the end zone. Keep playing him with confidence to those knees. Break down. Devontae Parker looked great. Four for 85. Uh, sick catches. Didn't get in the end zone. Was close, but had some sick catches. Love this guy moving forward. Jarvis Landry, 13 receptions for 78 yards. I mean, 13 receptions. Uh, what's not to love? 13. That's a ton of targets, and he's going to take advantage of them. So I'm feeling good about this. Stills is the one that found the end zone. He's that always that guy that sneaks in and steals the touchdown when nobody's looking. Okay, two for 37. One of the catches, touchdown. Still not starting him unless you need just a flyer. Uh, I don't. I still don't want him. You know, I don't want him. So just moving on from that. <sighs> Take the touchdowns, but what can you do? Best ball. Hopefully you got him because he's gonna have those big games. Rivers in this one was 331 and a touchdown. He looked pretty good. I mean, even in the loss, he could have looked better, but he's Rivers. It's Phillip Rivers. We know who he is. We know what he's going to do. On the run game, Melvin Gordon, uh, only 9 for 13 on the ground, while Brandon Oliver went 3 for 31. But, but I'm not worried about Melvin Gordon. He's demolishing the eye test. And... I mean, he's had seven receptions this game for 65 yards, so he's very involved in the passing game, and Rivers is looking to him a lot. He's making some plays. Uh, Keenan Allen, talk about making plays, nine catches for 100 yards. Gotta love Keenan Allen when he's healthy on the field. You gotta play him. Um, Hunter Henry, seven for 80. And is he getting more involved? He was more involved this game. Maybe it was game script. Week one, we're going to keep an eye on Hunter Henry for you guys and we'll let you know when to roster him. For now, just put him on that watch list. Put him in your notes and keep an eye on him. Tyrell Williams, four for 54. Still looks good. He's going to be involved in this offense. I love the wide receivers for the Chargers in LA. And Gates, special shout out to Antonio Gates breaking the tight end touchdown receptions record. He's the all-time tight end leader. For touchdown catches, congratulations to him. Future Hall of Famer Antonio Gates, always worth being on your roster. Let's move on. Okay, we've got the Oakland Raiders taking on the New York Jets. And Oakland blew them out in this one, 45-20. to 20. Blowout on all accounts. Okay, everybody saw Marshawn doing his dance. That means it's blowout city. California love. Uh, the Raiders looked great. Derek Carr. 230 and three all three of those touchdowns going to my man michael crabtree my rock this week six catches for 80 yards the three touchdowns taking him home crabtree was a beast Carr loves him in the end zone i love him more than cooper he's the wide receiver one he's the guy to own you can take cooper though i mean the guy had four catches 33 yards it's pretty quiet in this one but they just don't 
for his draft stock. Everybody keeps waiting for him to get involved, but they just don't target him in the red zone because he drops the ball. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, solid running, doing his dance. He's happy. He's loose. He's having fun. He's carrying the team and the city on his back. 12 catches for 45 yards and a touchdown. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. Gotta love it. Gotta love that he's back in the league. I love having him around. He makes the game a lot more fun, in my opinion. Uh, Dallas and Denver. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I should play. I'll probably add it in. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, da Denver blew him out 42-17. to The Broncos coming on strong. They just look... Like a very good team right now. I mean, I'm sorry. I know. I'm going to own up to it right now. Dak Prescott underperformed. I mean, he didn't, he didn't, you know, poop the bed. He didn't poop the bed for you. He had 19 points. I had him on my roster. I started him. If you want to see it, I'll show you. Uh, but, you know, 238 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't the player I thought he was going to be. And I apologize because I recommended him very highly. But I'm starting him again against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm doubling down. All right, folks? Doubling down on this one. Uh, Zeke, <laughs> nine carries <laughs> for eight yards. Um, they just shut him down. I've never seen him shut down like that. Denver was ready because we know... I, I thought he was going to have a great game because the Denver front has been giving up a lot of yards and points to running backs. But they were ready for Zeke. They were ready in this game plan. Um, so Jason Witten took over, leads the NFL in receptions right now. He had 10 this game, 97 yards and a touchdown, uh, three more catches than Dez Bryant, who was locked down this whole game at Denver secondary. Like I said, not a lot getting done for these guys. Dez was seven for 59. He still found the end zone once. Uh, so he, I, I'm still sticking with Dez. He's finding a connection with Dak. They're starting to sync up. It's going to be a good thing. But the man in this one was 231 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception for Trevor Simeon. And boy, does he look like a good quarterback. He looks so solid. And I mean, he's got Demarius Thomas there, who went for 6-71. and 71. And then Emmanuel Sanders is always exploding, 6 for 62 and two touchdowns. You just got to love what's coming out of Denver right now. And C.J. Anderson to boot. Boom! C.J. Anderson exploded, 25 carries, 118 yards, and a touchdown. Add three receptions, 36 yards, and a touchdown onto that. That is a fantasy asset, folks. That is a football asset. He says he's in the best shape of his playing career. He's in fighting shape. Loving C.J. Anderson. I drafted him a couple places. Not upset about it right now. Um, you can trade for him. You can get him if you want. If you have him, you're probably not giving him up after that. I'd wait, try to maybe have him get a down game, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if you're able to get him. Moving on, Washington and the Los Angeles Rams. Another steal here. Washington stole this. I felt like the Rams were going to win it the whole game. Washington pulls it out 27-20 in the closing seconds. Uh, they look bad. That's why I thought that the Rams were going to pull it out. They looked bad. And uh, Kirk Cousins, 179 yards and a touchdown. What's going on, Kirk? What's going on, Kirk? You wanted this big contract. This is why you didn't get it. You're underperforming. I don't know what the future holds for Kirk Cousins, but I don't think it's going to be in Washington after this year. 
Uh, Kelly was killing it. He had 12 carries, 78 yards, and then he went down with the rib injury. Hopefully he's going to be okay. We talked about it earlier. Uh, he's not out yet. He's not slated to miss time yet, but we're going to find out. Uh, P. Ryan afterwards had 21 touches. 21 for 67 yards, and that is volume that can't be ignored, which is why I'm saying pay up for P. Ryan on the waiver wire this week if Kelly was your RB2 and you're lacking in depth. Go get P. Ryan. He's going to be a great replacement. If Kelly were to miss time, I would just snag him, and you can drop him always if it doesn't work out. Uh, Chris Thompson is another pickup from this team. I would go get him. Three for th 77 and two touchdowns. The guy is just making plays right now. Why don't you want a guy on your team making plays? You got to want him. Add him. Add him. Uh, Jared Goff looked solid again. Uh, 224 yards and a touchdown. One interception, but he still looks good to me. Not for your fantasy team in real football. I don't know if it's, he's going to be that impactful unless you're in a 2QB league. I wouldn't recommend having him up there starting. Uh, but he still looks good, and Todd Gurley is helping in that with his 16 carries this week for 88 yards and a touchdown on the ground. He also had three catches, 48 yards, and a receiving touchdown, so two touchdowns for Gurley this week. And, I mean, you got to get him involved, and they're doing it. He's a talented back. He's in a great situation. He's not overly talented, but he's in a great situation at least, and he's going to get the volume uh, start Gurley with confidence. Hang on to Gurley. It's not time to give up on Todd Gurley. Cooper Cup is also getting looks. I love Cooper Cup. I'm staying in. I am ride or die on Cooper Cup until further notice. So write that down. Uh, Sammy Watkins was very quiet with two catches for 30 yards and I mean, other than Todd Gurley, the offense was very quiet. I still thought they looked solid. The defense looks good. Uh, Washington stole it. Uh, okay, moving on. San Francisco versus the Seattle Seahawks. And the Seahawks got this one, 12-9. But gosh, uh, both teams not looking too good. Not looking too good. Uh, Seattle line. And I mean, and Wilson just woof. He's got no time to throw the ball. And, I mean, you can only scramble so much every play. It's just the line there is not making life easy for Russell Wilson. You got to feel for the guy, which is impacting his fantasy, which I thought he was going to have a really big year. I thought the line might have improved, but they are probably worse than last year. And there's not much in this game because of these teams' lack of just talent. I mean, Brian Hoyer, 99 yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, that's makes him irrelevant for fantasy, which is why we're here. Uh, Russell Wilson, 198 yards and a touchdown. Zero interceptions, but not even 200 yards for Russell Wilson. It's just, I mean, that's putting him in there with Kirk Cousins. It's not good. It's not good. Um, the run game, though, there is a little ray of sunshine. Uh, Chris Carson. I would just watch him right now. I'd watch him. He got 20 carries, 93 yards in this one. He's getting involved. They like what he can do. And the other guys are banged up. Lacey wasn't even in the game here. He's a healthy scratch as far as we know. And I'm watching Chris Carson. Add him. Go get him right now. I would add him. Uh, 
He's gonna one of these weeks. He's gonna have a couple touchdowns probably, and then it's gonna have, you're gonna have to pay up big. Get him while he's cheap. Get him on the cheap. Uh, Tyler Lockett, six for sixty-four, no touchdowns. Doug Baldwin, looking okay, looked pretty good. Like I said, it's just hard to get anything going in the passing game when that line doesn't hold up. Uh, Carlos Hyde was a surprise in this one. Taken down that Seattle D said, I'm not having it. 15 carries, 124 yards. Didn't find the end zone, but I would ride this wave with Carlos Hyde. Just ride it till the wheels fall off. And if he plays 16, you're not going to be upset. So stay on the Hyde train. Feel good about it. Pierre Garcon, three catches, 26 yards. Uh, Seattle defense is what I chalked this up to. Hoyer couldn't get it done. They were just too tough on the defensive side of the ball. They're carrying that team to victory with special teams and defense. Green Bay and Atlanta. All right, we got two more matchups here. First off, the night game. Great game, um, in my opinion. Atlanta looks very good. Um, I thought their offense kind of might have sputtered a little bit. Kind of might have. Uh, but they're looking very good. They didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat. The Packers' O-line is diminishing. Aaron Rodgers is having no time to throw the ball. We saw so many slant plays in this one, so many check downs. Uh, you got to get more time. Even with his scrambling ability, you got to give the boy time. And I kind of credit that to the Atlanta line, though. Those guys are big. They're talented. They're quick. Uh, they're not the tallest guys, but they are quick and heavy. So... Matty Ice in this one coming through, 252 yards and a touchdown. Nothing crazy for fantasy, but he looked like a great quarterback. Devonta Freeman coming in big. My FSU brother, 19 for 84 and two touchdowns. Gotta love that. Keep it rocking, Devonta. Uh, Coleman, 6 for 42. The ever-talented Tevin Coleman didn't get in the end zone, but he's definitely very involved. Both these guys worth owning. Um... I mean, they're Freeman's a monster, and Jones, another monster, Julio Jones. He was five for 108 yards, hasn't gotten in the end zone, but he will. He will. Don't worry. They haven't needed to right now, but he'll get involved. Five for 108, no touchdowns. I'm still taking that, and I'm liking it over 100 yards. And hold up. We've got Mohamed Sanu. Getting back in the mix. Five catches for 85 yards. He's looked great. Everybody's trying to lock down Julio Jones. But who are we going to get? Mohamed Sanu. He's open. He can catch the ball. The guy is talented. He's athletic. He's been around the block. I love Sanu. He's on a lot of waiver wires. Get him. Go get him. He's worth it. Okay? He's getting the volume. Uh, Rodgers wasn't that great. Like I said, like I was hinting out with the O-line trouble. I mean, but he got his garbage time. He got it together. He did what Aaron Rodgers, the elite quarterback does. 343 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. But I mean, he performed for fantasy. He won me my week, helped me win my week, coupled with this guy, Ty Montgomery. Okay. The best asset on the team this week, 10 for 35 and a touchdown. He had six catches for 75 yards and another touchdown six catches 75 yards he's getting targeted and if that old line play doesn't get better ty montgomery i think is going to get a lot more games like that where he's catching a lot of passes and he's comfortable doing it we know he's a wide receiver i'm not going to repeat it wide receiver turn running back i lied i repeated it <laughs> so adams re-emerged here 
Eight catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. Randall Cobb, six for 60. Most of his coming on those quick slant passes I alluded to earlier. And finally, Martellus Bennett got involved uh, underneath. Five for 47. This is another guy. If that O-line play doesn't pick up and keep sucking it up, Bennett's going to get those quick passes. Look for him to use that big body and get some first downs. I like it. Last matchup on the docket. We've got the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants. 24-10. Detroit won this one. Wow, they look like a football team for the first time in a long time. The Giants do not. They need something. All right, they need to change something. It's not good for New York. Detroit was in command the whole time. Stafford, 122 yards only. He didn't pass the ball a lot in this one because they were in control the whole time. But he did have two touchdowns, which is decent. He was decent for your fantasy team. Nothing crazy, but he was decent. Uh, Amir Abdullah, 17 carries for 86 yards. I mean, people are up on Abdullah after this game. But, I mean, I'm down 17 carries, 86 yards. They were in control the whole time, and that's all that he could muster. That's like the max. They were up big. They weren't going to lose this game. They're in complete control. They're keeping the ball on the ground, managing the clock. And Amir Abdullah gets 17 carries. That's it? Uh, it's just, I don't know if it's enough for me. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm not, I'm not too hyped on him. He's on my bench right now. Eric Ebron, finally. Okay. Uh, I tweeted out, all right that to get Evan Ingram and then Ebron scores a touchdown. So foot's in my mouth. He had five catches, 42 yards and a touchdown. If he can stay healthy, he's going to get work. He's going to catch some touchdowns, but I still like Kenny Galladay to be involved, which kind of hurts him. Keep an eye on Ebron. I don't know if you're going to start him right yet. Um, speaking of Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones is still the guy to own on the wide receivers here. Uh, he had his touchdown while, uh, Galladay only had one catch for eight yards in this one. Wasn't very involved. He was quiet. And Golden Tate, four for 25. Decent. Uh, I mean, he's not really producing for your fantasy team. He's not high on the radar. Uh, on the Giants' side of the ball, Eli Manning, 239 yards and a touchdown. Sucked. But he's got no help at all. The line stinks. The run game stinks. Everything stinks. Beckham's hurt. The guy's got no help. You got to... You got to throw him a bone, New York. Get it together. I mean, Perkins is droppable. Speaking of no run game, he is droppable. Seven carries for 10 yards, no touchdown. Vereen, six for 28. The Giants cannot run the ball. Stay away from this backfield. I don't want it. I don't need it. I ain't going to have it. Evan Ingram, though, get him. He is involved. He's very involved. Go get this guy. He's super talented. He is a wide receiver playing in the tight end position. Four catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. Could have had three touchdowns in this one. Okay, one got knocked out. It was a good defensive play. Knocked out by the helmet. The other was kind of a bad pass. But the guy is going to get involved. I love Evan Ingram moving forward in this offense, especially while Odell is working as a decoy like he did in this one, going for four 36 and zero i mean he was pretty much we knew he was, i knew he wasn't gonna be the guy that came out and lit it on fire uh i knew he was kind of still iffy about it so decoy status was expected from me uh which kind of makes you look at brandon marshall and go what are you doing dude what are you doing the guy's done i wouldn't be surprised if he retires halfway through the season 
He's just not catching the ball. He had some easy drops in this one, and the guy is just not looking good at all. Um, that's all I've got for you guys for week two and what to look for in week three. I hope this helps. Uh, before we go, before we go, I did want to talk about, I did put up this poll on Twitter about which quarterbacks you'd want to start heading in to week three. Who would you want to be your quarterback? And we've gotten some pretty interesting developments on this one. Right now, as it stands, the options were Dak Prescott, Jay Cutler, Carson Wentz, and Trevor Simeon. And I expected it to be pretty... Cutler was going to be low, I thought. But I expected Wentz, Simeon, and Dak to be pretty close. We've got Dak Prescott at only 18%, just above Cutler at 12% here. Uh, with 300 votes so far. Go vote on this if you got a take. It's on Erroneous Sports uh, on Twitter, at Erroneous Sports. And Carson Wentz, 50% of the votes for Carson Wentz going in. And I mean, he's got a decent matchup, but come on. They only gave up 122 yards to Stafford, the Giants. And I just don't know if I'm that confident after just two weeks of seeing Carson Wentz. Uh, Trevor Simeon looks solid still. It's just too much of a runaway percentage for me for Carson Wentz. I like Dak this week going into Arizona to rebound nicely. I think he's going to turn it around. I'm still starting Dak Prescott. Uh, he would be my pick on this vote between Dak, Cutler, Carson, Wentz, and Simeon. And it's just, uh, I didn't expect him to run away with it like that. 50%, okay? So that's 18% Dak Prescott, 12% Jay Cutler, 50% Carson Wentz, and 20% Trevor Simeon interesting go vote on it comment on it if you have an opinion on the matter love to hear from you um that is it for this week folks that is it and i apologize i want to apologize early if i'm not so active this weekend i'm going out of town uh, because i'm getting married in october i'll be in vegas bachelor party weekend so i'll be on twitter a little bit but i might not be as engaged as i normally am <laughs> But So no hard feelings, but I'll get back to everyone that I can. Uh, please visit the website, erroneousports.com, A-A-R-O-N-E-O-U-S, sports.com. We've got a lot of great content over there. We've got some of the best minds in the biz breaking it down uh, with analysis and news from around the league. Uh, they're all giving their start and sit advice in our use them and lose them section. You check that out. Each week we're updating it on who we think you should be starting and sitting at each position. You can ask the Oracle. Uh, find out your fantasy player's outlook for the week. You can ask the Oracle about roster moves. It's all on the website. And it gets answered within 24 hours. Our rankings are being updated. They'll be updated uh, by Thursday every single week so you can get your lineup set. And just appreciate the support from all you guys. It's been great. We're growing and looking forward to week three best of luck to you subscribe on itunes please leave a review and a rating they're very much appreciated just be honest it doesn't have to be five stars but i mean it probably should be right decent decent job over here help us out always appreciated thank you for the support goodbye